When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into episode 192 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is, as always, presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations that's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson look forward to seeing you soon. I'm your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by the one and only Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? I'm doing good, Jack. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. It is a very, very special commitment edition of the Sources Say podcast. Rob Dillingham is a Kentucky Wildcat choosing the Wildcats today over Auburn, Louisville, and USC. It is the second commitment for the Wildcats in this class of 2023. Uh, he joins Reed Shepard uh, with now uh, pushing Kentucky up to the number three recruiting class in the class, Sean. Uh, it's, a, it's a marvelous day. For a, um, a number of reasons, but I think the uh, number one biggest important, the most important part of all of this is, Sean, Kentucky gets a commitment from the top ranked point guard in the class. He is ranked number three overall in the on three player rankings and the on three consensus. Uh, Sean, just uh, early takeaways. What is what are your thoughts on uh, Rob Dillingham officially becoming a Kentucky Wildcat? Uh, big news. It's really good news for the program, really good news for 2023. It's been a while. You know, Reed Shepard uh, had that commitment back in the fall. So Kentucky had kind of been uh, sitting there and kind of waiting on who was going to be the the, the next edition. And uh, they got a very good one. And, and to me, it, it it's one of those things where you, you still hope that you get DJ Wagner and we'll get into all that, but it provides you some security there with a, with a lead guard that is, is really good with the basketball and a really talented piece to kind of jumpstart. And now you get Dillingham, you get Shepard, both in the backcourt. Those are two really good pieces to now start building the rest of this class around whatever you add to the backcourt. And then obviously we know that they have work to do in the front court in this class as well, but it's a great start. Yeah, Sean, I, I, you know, obviously there are limitations when you bring in a point guard who is six foot two, 165 pounds. Uh, you know, he's small. He, uh, struggles against size and length at times and, you know, struggles a little bit defensively because of some of those physical shortcomings uh, that he may have. He's not super explosive, uh, you know, as an athlete. And, you know, he's not a perfect basketball player. He has 
uh, some, you know, some flaws in that regard. But if you are looking for a professional bucket getter, somebody that is capable of scoring at all three level levels, a crafty finisher around the basket, uh, a cocky three point shooter, somebody that will look you dead in the eye, shoot it in your face and then talk crap to you afterward. I mean, that is who Rob Dillingham is. He's a, you know, a very polished ball handler, gets to his spots very well, uh, very quick first step. It, I mean, it's it's really hard to find a better offensive piece than what Rob Dillingham is. This is a guy, he's averaging 19.9 points per game on the EYBL, the most competitive, uh, you know, youth basketball league in, in America, uh, fourth overall in scoring, and he's shoot, shooting efficiently as well, 52.9% from the field, 38.4% from three, 79% from the line. He also has three point, averages 3.2 assists, 2.5 rebounds per contest. Sean, he is must-see TV, absolute entertainment every time he steps on the floor. And, and I, I said this... At the last EYBL stop that, uh, you know, I'll admit this class is not a very good one. The class of 2023, there are a lot of of really good players, but not many great players. Uh, and it's kind of gotten a little frustrating to watch because there's not one guy really that that makes you go. I can't wait to turn on the TV and watch him. I can't wait to turn on the film and watch this kid. I can't wait until. You know, his game comes on, uh, you know, EYBL, Adidas, uh, Under Armour. There's not like there's just not many of those guys in this class. Rob Dillingham is that guy. He's must see TV. Every time you see Team CP3 on the EYBL schedule, you go, hell yeah. Like I get to watch Rob Dillingham like that. That's the type of talent that he is. You get excited to watch him play. And, you know, to be honest with, you know, people frustrating about frustrated about the current state of things with UK basketball and you know the entertainment value and the 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 staleness of the offense you know you hear the the national analysts call it archaic and different things like that Rob Dillingham is the anti version of all that stuff Sean this is a guy that every time he steps on the floor it might come off as erratic his shot selection left leaves a lot to be desired at times, but uh, Sean, this is a guy that I absolutely enjoy watching, and I think he's going to be a tremendous fit for John Calipari at the University of Kentucky. Yeah, very, very good with the basketball when you turn on the tape. Uh, really crafty finisher, uh, making tough plays. He, he's a really hard matchup for opponents, and uh, that, that's that's what I like about him the most. Is you got a dynamic guard with the ball in his hands. Uh, and I know with his with his weight and stuff, he'll. I mean, he's not the biggest guy. I think what's six two, maybe about what hundred. Mm-hmm. What, what's his weight, Jack? One one sixty five. One sixty five. So he's not the biggest guy, but he's shifty. Got some wiggle to him, and uh, I think he's going to be a great addition to this class. I think it's the uh, perfect piece to kind of jumpstart it, and and it, it kind of. And, and I don't want to say it's going to. It will ease the sting if a DJ Wagner goes somewhere else, but when you got a talent like Robert Dillingham in your class, you have a level, you have one of those level players there at the top that if you get one or you get the other, you feel really good about where you are, but you're still going to work and try to get the other one as well. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes an icing on the cake situation with, with DJ. It's not a situation where before when Rob Dillingham committed to NC state and there was the kind of back and forth with his recruitment that UK was seen as the, you know, heavy, heavy, heavy favorite following his uh, official visit to Lexington, things change 
drastically down the home stretch and he ends up committing uh basically on a dime and and, and commits to nc state and really throws things out there and, and at that time everybody said well it's dj wagner or bust there aren't many other elite guards in this class that you can look at and go okay that's a guy i'm comfortable handing the reins over uh to lead this this offense and you know dj was that guy and now with you know the winds changing and shifting in louisville's direction and there's some talk that maybe a commitment could be coming from him sooner rather than later with louisville being uh the likely choice if you know that the sooner this happens the better chances it is for louisville so if you're a kentucky fan you clearly want this thing to last a little bit longer and keep giving time uh to john calipari to you know keep you know driving a wedge between you know wagner and the louisville program and you know not not drive a wedge between him and grandpa but you get what i'm saying if just between the the faces around that program you know kind of bring things back over the direction of kentucky it just it it creates a a, a a it's not a make or break decision anymore for kentucky with dj wagner they now have a guy that they can trust in the backcourt a guy that is very capable of leading the charge he's leading a, a pretty solid eybl team with 20 points per game uh you know playing well alongside aiden holloway who's another four star recruit you know another kind of dynamic guard he plays well with other pieces so um you know he was even asked at uybl uh rob was about playing with dj he said absolutely i play with dj i feel like i'm an unselfish player and can play with anyone adapt to how they play he's a bucket just like me he's a great player for sure me and him together we're both playmakers we could play off of each other so he's clearly comfortable doing that and if it's not dj uh, maybe it's, you know, maybe Reed gets thrust into the situation a little bit earlier and, and, you know, he sees a lot of playing time. You look down the the list, UK is going after a lot of other guys. Uh, you know, Matas Buzelis just committed to the G League. He's no longer an option, but, you know, Justin Edwards is still technically out there, even though Tennessee is, you know, leading for him. You got Ron Holland, who UK is battling Arkansas in the G League for, you know, KJ Evans. It seems like it's going to be Arizona for him, but you never know. You know, Aaron Bradshaw, Uganda Kingsley, UK is considered, you know, at least one of the top options for both of those guys. There's a lot of different moving parts with this class, uh, but among guards, I think the you know outside of DJ, it feels like Ian Jackson as a reclass candidate in the class of 2024 is the you know most likely option outside of DJ. And Sean, that's a guy that we're both very confident in as players. We love what he brings to the table physically. He's clearly capable. Uh, just received a scholarship offer from Kentucky last week. So uh, Ian is another name to keep an eye on. It just it just feels good that now that Rob is is joined, uh, he's you know an official addition to the the recruiting class. You can now turn your attention elsewhere and just figure out the lay of the land figure out what you got to do with dj if he's a lost cause if he's going to louisville ramp things up with ian make sure that he's a reclass guy or you know go all in on justin edwards go all in with ron holland you have the flexibility now that you have your lead guard and that's about as much flexibility as you'd like if you're john calipari yeah it is and then those decisions will be made now with with where does Kentucky go? Is it uh, is it Ian Jackson reclass? Is it DJ Wagner? Like uh, honestly, I think the perfect scenario would be DJ Wagner, and then Jackson stays where he is, and you get him too in the following class. But uh, those decisions will play out over the coming months and into the fall as you get closer to that signing period. But where Kentucky is now in June, with this commitment on top of Reed, we just saw Reed last weekend. Reed is a guy that makes players better. I think Reed is going to make it at the collegiate level. That's the one thing that me and you talked about. You literally looked at me last weekend in Shelbyville like, dude, he's he's going to make it. Like, like Reed's that guy. And, and you see that confidence in his game, that swagger he has. He talks while he's playing. 
Dillingham is in that same mold here. And uh, I think Kentucky's got two dudes at the top of this class that really jumpstart this thing and uh, set up for what should be another good class for John Calipari. Yeah, and I do want to give, you know, a, a brief shout out to Chin Coleman, UK's assistant coach, because, look, uh, this is a guy that, uh, you know, the, when you have a guy like Jay Lucas, when when the you know initial re- coaching staff was formed, where they decided to you know move forward and get Orlando Antigua and bring him back, you know he's the name brand. He's a guy that's been around the program forever, and uh, that that's the established talent. You know exactly what you're going to going to get out of Orlando Antigua. And at that time, Jay Lucas was also in the same boat. He had kind of established that reputation as kind of the young up and coming guy in the you know recruiting circles, a swagger, you know, kind of young, you know, relatable type of guy that, that everybody loved. That's kind of the, you know, reputation that he established, but Chin Coleman was kind of the odd man out in terms of what exactly is he, how does he fit in with the, you know, the other pieces, you know, they had that chemistry, him in Orlando uh, at Illinois, but how would that work at Kentucky? You know, he had that defensive uh, mindset. He was kind of known as that defensive guru at, at Illinois, but you know, it's just, he's the new, the new kid on the block. He was the new face. How does that guy fit in with this program? And look, his first recruiting class on the trail, uh, he goes out and gets a top 10 recruit in uh, Chris Livingston, a guy who is seen as, you know, a a very uh, high potential guy in college, somebody who could be an immediate impact guy at this level. Either UK has a lot, you know, very high expectations for him in year one. He went out and got that guy. He fought off you know, Georgetown, Kansas, LSU, Memphis, North Carolina, Ohio State, the G League, you know, the professional route came calling. He, Chin was able to fight that off to get Chris Livingston in his first class. And then this next class, he is now the lead recruiter for, you know, a top five recruit in the country and Rob Dillingham, Sean, a guy uh, that was kind of like we talked about a must get at this point because of where things were turning with, with, uh, you know, DJ and here we go. Uh, he goes out and, and he pulls off a, a commitment from the, a top five player in the class. And, and like we talked about, all of those, you know, the ease, stresses and the emotions and the anxiety of 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 what you're going to do at the guard spot. All those are gone now because of the work that Chin was able to do. And I thought it was a really cool quote. I asked Dillingham back at uh, the EYBL in Indianapolis back in April, uh, you know, about how the the level of contact ramped up immediately following his decommitment from NC State. And, uh, you know, he said, I, I, it really wasn't too long after that, they started hitting me up. Chin Coleman was saying he wasn't going to lose this time recruiting me. That was their pitch. So pretty badass way to handle this situation. If you're Chin Coleman to, uh, you know, lose out him on, uh, lose out on him in the, on the first run, uh, you know, he, he, commits to NC State and then you get a second shot at it and you say I am not going to lose you this second time around and a uh, pretty badass way to handle it and and uh, he kept through with his word kept through with his promise he was able to land a uh, top five player in the class so tip of the cap to Chin Coleman yeah the, definitely starting to uh, kind of hold his ground down and now earn his keep and being a part of the staff and, and that's really encouraging to see that and, and hear that know that Chin is kind of making his way in this program and I know that was a guy that this past season you know we, we talked about it and the relationship with John Calipari the, the fire back and forth that that's a guy that'll he'll go to work and he'll grind on the recruiting trail and it's really encouraging to see that, that he's helping Kentucky load up on talent too. Before we wrap this uh, show up I 
do want to say that we have an, a brand new uh, partner here on the show that uh, that we are very excited here uh, to talk about uh, on the Source to Say podcast. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I had ramped up my daily workouts, eating a cleaner diet, and Athletic Greens was the perfect complement to my efforts in getting healthy. The thing is, I didn't want a chalky, nasty, bitter supplement that tasted like grass clippings. I wanted something I genuinely enjoyed with a mild tropical taste. It's a drink I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. I take it every single morning. I wake up before I go to the gym, pour my uh, eight to 12 ounces of water, pour my one scoop in, and I take it on my way to the gym. It's a daily routine for me. It's been something that I feel cleaner. I feel healthier as I'm taking it. And I've even recommended to my friends and family. I know, I know Sean, just even uh, your wedding weekend, I talked all about it to you know one of the groomsmen in your wedding. And I uh, you know gave some of it to my brother. He was you know, a health nut and he's been looking into it and trying to uh, think about, you know, getting it. And he gave it a shot and he absolutely loves it as well. The thing I love about AG1 is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's all for you. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it supports better sleep quality and recovery while also supporting mental clarity and alertness. And the best thing of all, Sean, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. So it's not just some mom and pop random, you know, side nutrition, you know, cleanse. This is a a proven supplement that is absolutely crucial to your uh, day-to-day life. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water each day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy. Athletic Greens is giving you one free year of supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit Athletic Greens com slash pilgrim that is athleticgreens.com slash pilgrim that's p-i-l-g-r-i-m to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance sean uh i, I know that's a, a pro- product that you're excited they sent you a box you're excited about it as well so uh yeah athletic athletic greens appreciate them coming on board they we they are now a proud sponsor of the sources say podcast yeah, I actually uh, got my second box recently, so uh, definitely excited about it. And it's a way that you you get those things that you you technically you usually lack from your diet, right? Like uh, all, all those vitamins, minerals, and and everything in there. So it's a very good product, and uh, definitely excited for it. Glad to have them on board with us. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, you know keep moving forward and kind of start approaching the home stretch. Uh, of our show here you know there was a lot of talk sean when he when rob dillingham 
commitment the first time around and kind of the behind the scenes stories of uh, just kind of how everything unfolded, kind of uh, unfolded, it kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And it's something that I wrote, you know, an in-depth kind of behind the scenes look at how it unfolded. And yeah, there was some stuff that really wasn't great in it, Sean, you know, just uh, uh, there, there were some questions from people in basketball circles in the recruiting world. It was right at the beginning of, of Donda Academy. It's Kanye West's school out in California that just kind of randomly abruptly, abruptly started uh, last year as kind of a, a makeshift thing. They they went and gathered some five stars and started a school and, and it was uh, it really left a bad taste. And I think some people in the basketball recruiting world uh, in, in their mouth about, you know, are these kids even going to be eligible? What are what's the what's the academic situation at Donda? How uh, you know, how can they get these kids eligible? There were some, you know, people in the pro routes, you know, pro circles that thought there's never, there's not a chance in hell this kid, you know, any of these kids are going to be college, uh, you know, eligible. Uh, but Sean, since then, uh, there's been a lot of clarity about, uh, you know, just the school itself and, and you know, getting, you know, the accreditation and things like that to become, uh, you, you know, get these kids eligible, I believe, for Donda Academy student athletes have have now been declared eligible by the NCAA. And, and so I, I think that's something that there isn't as much worry about uh, just, I guess, the academic side of things and the school part of things if about this kid getting eligible. So I don't think that is going to be an issue at all. But uh, it is fair to say that there was a lot of, you know, he committed to four different schools during his first recruitment back and forth. You know, Memphis thought it, that, that they were going to get him at one point. Kentucky thought at one point they were going to get him. LSU thought they were going to get him. NC State obviously thought they were going to get him. That backed away. And then he ended up going back to NC State that time. So there's just a lot of back and forth with a guy like Rob Dillingham. Uh, I guess my question for you, Sean, are you does that concern you at all about him actually making it to campus or uh you know his eligibility once he does get on campus? Because it is kind of a, a late um, makeshift thing that is it's kind of an uncomfortable thing because nobody knows a whole lot about it. Do you have any concerns on that front or are you feeling uh, a little bit more confident knowing that there are other student athletes that have gone to Donda that that are being declared eligible and can play uh, college sports. I think that you're that you're seeing that that those athletes be cleared and play and playing at the collegiate level. I think that that gives you confidence that he will be eligible and everything will be fine when he gets to Kentucky. But given the state of Kentucky basketball, and I mean, I hate to keep bringing this up, but I feel like that for a while we're always going to talk about it, and it's not the same situation. But given what Kentucky fans just went through with Shaden Sharp a player on the roster not playing uh, the the top recruit in your recruiting class that it, it kind of makes you uneasy if there's any kind of like, is he, is he eligible? Is he not eligible? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I, I feel like Kentucky fans are in like an uncomfortable situation when it comes to recruits now, if there's any kind of like possibility that they don't play, even if it's not their decision. Like I, I think that creates a little bit of uneasiness, but I, I think given the blueprint that, you're seeing others be cleared and I think it will be okay in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's kind of the the stance I'm taking with it. I, I understand the uneasiness. I know the, the, yeah, the shade and sharp thing is clearly, uh, it clearly it's left a, a bad different taste. Dynamic. It's a different dynamic, but it's still like a, a top recruit. I, I think Kentucky fans now, if there's any, like, obviously there were, there were people talking when Shaden reclassified, that there were people saying a lot of fans were like, he'll never play. He'll never play. So I could mm -hmm. see the same conversations being if there's eligibility concerns. Oh, he'll never be eligible. He'll never be eligible. 
it that's the only thing that I was coming from with a comparison there that I just think fans are going to be on edge and just kind of hold their breath until they see a guy in Jersey at big blue madness and then out there on the court for an exhibition or something. Yeah. Unfortunately it's, that's just the reality of the situation and it's not unfair to, you know, kind of be hesitant about it. I mean, this is a kid that's changed high school several times. He's, you know, gone back and forth with, you know, where he was going to go to college. And obviously college is a hard decision and everybody falls in love on official visits. And that's kind of been the case where, you know, you, you want to be a people pleaser, right? You go on these visits and you have these coaches in your ear saying, Hey, you know, pick us, pick us, pick us. And they go, you know, the kid goes, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling it. Like I'm feeling this vibe. Like it's a, you know, it's a good thing. And then you leave campus. I mean, shoot, UK had Paolo Bancaro and Cade Cunningham committed on the same official visit two years, you know, three years ago. So uh, that's something that happens. Kids fall in love on visits and and think that they're, you, you know, this that's the place for them. That's where they want to go. But, you know, you go home and reality kind of sets in and other schools start calling again and you go, well, I kind of forgot how much I enjoy talking to this school or that school or this coach. And so th- it makes sense when you're going through recruitment that, that you know, that's kind of a, a mindset that you have and you want to enjoy the process and be thorough about the process. So you'd like to think that, you know, a second a second time around, a second commitment, a, a second school, you'd think that this would be the time that he decides to call it quits and say, I'm done with my recruitment, no opening things back up. It is what it is. We're done. Uh, but it, I, I, I get it. I understand why there would be some hesitation and some frustration because we literally just went through this you know, charade last year. And unfortunately, it's uh, that's something that's going to be sticking for a while with kids with kind of these back and forth uh, back and forth situations. But I will add that Chris Livingston just this past year, you know, there were rumors and some talk about, you know, him really seriously considering the pro route, even after he announced his commitment to uh, Kentucky and UK still got him on campus and he's here and he just talked to the media today and he's, you know, thriving. You know, everybody you talk to around the program says he's enjoying it and everything's going as, as well as it possibly could. So, you know, we're, it's not like Rob is the only kid that's ever been hesitant on his recruitment and has had some back and forth and some changes of hearts. You just kind of got it. It's, it's high school recruiting. You got to ride the ways. You got to go with the ebbs and flows of, of all of it. Uh, it's just, unfortunate timing that it comes after the the shade and sharp fiasco yeah it is unfortunate timing but in the end i do think that everything will be okay i think that dillingham is it will be firm in his commitment to kentucky especially this time around and then signing day uh just a few months away hard to believe you know november is not too far away yeah and i'll i'll we'll wrap up with this uh, if you're looking for a positive, if you're looking for something that goes, ah, that's going to be the reason why he sticks with his commitment and, and you know, why you should be feel confident about it. Uh, I asked him about, you know, what what are his goals? What does he see himself being once he gets to that next level? And his quote was freaking awesome. He said, I definitely see myself being a top player in college, definitely getting deep in March Madness. That's my goal. I feel like I already know I'm going to get drafted because I'm going to put in the work. I promise. Uh, it's really just the accolades that come with going to a school, winning improves your draft stock. So it, it's I know there's a lot of fans that gripe about, you know, the draft first mindset, Sean, that they, you know, come in and say, I want to be a one and done. I want to go somewhere that puts me uh, in position to be the the highest I could possibly be in, in the draft rankings. But there's also something to be said about him saying, yeah, I do want those things. 
but you better believe I'm coming there to win. I'm I'm coming there to to go on a deep run into the NCAA tournament, and I come in there and and, and plan on being a, co- a top player in college basketball. That's what I want to be at the next level. So I love his confidence. I love his you know there's a, a swag, clear swagger to him. Uh, but I, I do appreciate that one of the first things he said uh, about what what he planned on being at the next level, and that was a, a winning player that's going to lead his team in March. Yeah, it's a very talented player. And uh, Robert Dillingham, and I, I think that it's uh, a thing here where you're, you're getting this commitment in June. You're right off the heels of the NBA draft. Uh, it's been a while since you've got a commitment. I think it's the perfect thing to kind of bridge the gap and, and then get you going through the summer, get some positive momentum, get the fan base feeling good, get another guy actively recruiting your class. And we know that Reed Shepard's doing that as well. Like this, this was a really good day for Kentucky basketball. And most importantly, John Calipari, who was not at the uh, NBA draft. And uh, I know we're going to get into that, I'm sure, on a different episode. But uh, a lot of thoughts with that as well. Yeah, we will have our own uh, sources say NBA draft edition to talk Shaden Sharp and Ty Ty Washington. And, you know, shout out Davion Mintz. That 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 kid's an NBA player now. He he absolutely deserves it. He signed a uh, an ex- exhibit 10 deal with the Washington Wizards too. So uh, still nothing on Kellen Grady. We're still waiting to see where he lands, but we will have a show breaking down all of that uh, just individually for itself. But today we celebrate Kentucky landing a uh, top five recruit in the country, the number three overall prospect, number one point guard in the class, an absolute phenomenal get for uh, the Wildcats to kind of get that domino fall and get that momentum back on their side uh, in, in terms of recruiting. Cause uh, you know, it, it feels good to not say that the last top five recruit that Kentucky has landed is Shaden Sharp. It, it feels good to kind of get that next guy to kind of keep that uh, keep that narrative moving forward. Keep the you know the, the momentum of the program moving forward, not focusing in on uh, uh, some of the things that that didn't happen so well for the program. So, Sean, let's uh, get the heck out of here. Uh, tell fans where they can find your work. You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. Find me on Twitter as well, at JackPilgrimKSR. Reach out to me via email at JPilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for the Jam Packed Sources Say podcast. We will see you then.